Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Guys, I am so happy to be here with all of you tonight. My name is Emily Mitchell, and I am a student minister here on staff and I cannot tell you how excited I am to be back. We've been gone a while, so I hope you guys remember what all this is like. But tonight we are starting a series called Lost and Found. And that series is going to be for, we're going to be in there for three weeks, all right? Uh, And tonight we are talking about a sheep who is lost and will be found, okay? So you guys can see the cute little sheep up there highlighted. That's what we're talking about tonight. So, Lost and Found, and in this series, Lost and Found, we're going to spend three weeks talking about three different parables. So, you may not know what that word means, but soon you will. I want to start tonight just by reading the passage we're going to be in. So that is Luke 15, 1 through 7. If you want to turn there on your phones or with your Bible, feel free to, Luke 15, 1 through 7. But we're going to start and we're going to read it together. And because we've been out of practice for a little bit, I got a practice slide for you guys because I need your help reading the scripture, but I need you to practice first. So would you throw up that practice slide? And if you would say, students, you've got to say the orange words. Okay, and I'll say the rest. Here we go. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a... Fuzzy Wuzzy had no... Fuzzy was it... Was... Nice. Wow, that was incredible. Honestly, I did not expect it to go that well. Cool. Great job. Now we are going to do the real deal. So take off the training wheels. Here we go. This is Luke 15, 1 through 7. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around to Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he in the open country and go after the lost sheep Uh, until he finds it? Wow, I messed that one up. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, I have my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to. There we go. All right. So that is the text we're going through today. And that is what we call a parable. So if you don't know what a parable is, I want to give you a definition. So here's the definition. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Okay, can you say that with me? A parable is a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Now, what I mean by that is that this parable is true to real life. So, for example, there's this, there's this story, there's this parable in Matthew. And it's about a sower, which is a fancy word for a farmer. And that farmer goes out and he throws seed like this. And then... When he's done throwing the seed, some of the seed doesn't land on good soil, right? Because he's just like willy-nilly throwing it, you know? So not all of it's going to land on good soil. But he threw a lot of it. And that is true to what a real farmer does. They don't just like 
put it in one by one, right? They throw a bunch of seed. So that is a real life story, but Jesus doesn't stop there. He says, actually, the soil is your heart. And the gospel is the seed, and sometimes your heart is hardened towards, towards the gospel, and you can't hear the message, and you won't hear the message, and that is, what, that is like soil. So, today we're talking about a similar story, and we're talking about a sheep and a shepherd. Now, we're talking about this sheep, and, and they get lost, but I, sometimes I lose some things. I don't know about you, but my mom is in the room, and she knows I lose things, most notably... <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Most notably, my phone. And then second uh, honorable notice, keys. I don't know how many times, Paige, I've walked out of the door and walked back in because I forgot my keys and I can't go anywhere. So I lose things a lot. But we're not necessarily talking about losing things today as much as we're talking about being lost. And there's a difference, right? So probably none of you have very much... Uh, knowledge about sheep farming, and if you do, let's talk after, because I really need some help. I've never farmed a sheep, nor have I even seen a sheep in real life, so only seen pictures, I think, and uh, that is uh, not super helpful for understanding the story, but do any of you like dogs? Okay, how many of you actually have a dog? And how many of you actually just follow, like, dog accounts on Instagram because your parents won't let you get a dog because they hate you? Yeah. Just kidding. We have a dog, so I don't know why. I'm so excited for you. Um, So we have a dog. My mom has a dog. And uh, his name is Coda. I brought some really cute pictures to show you. Yeah, Coda is adorable. Wow, I've never seen his face that close up. Yeah, super cute. Super cute. Pretty sure my mom loves that dog more than she loves me. So... (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. My mom loves me a lot. Um, And so if you know about dogs, if you like dogs, it might be an easier comparison for you because um, one time my dog, Coda, he got lost. uh, And so here's, here's the situation, right? We let Coda out to take care of his business, you know, to go to the bathroom. And, um, we let Coda roam because we live on a lot of land, and normally he just stays around. He's pretty, like, pretty good, pretty good pup. So we just let him out there, you know, roaming for free. Um, and so there's a lot of people in our house, and sometimes we uh, don't really keep track of, like, what doors open, what doors close. So we kind of lost our dog for a little bit. And it was, when we let him out, it was, like, daytime, but it was becoming evening. And... We let him out, and normally when Coda's done with his business, he comes to the door and he does like a little yelp. He's like, you know, he lets, also can't bark. Um, He lets us know that he's done, and we open the door, and he comes in, and it's happily ever after. But this time, he did not come back for a while, and we began to get nervous because we thought, oh no, Coda, there are coyotes. Who says coyotes? Gross. It's coyotes, you sillies. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I don't say that word often enough to care. There are coyotes, and um, we get nervous. So we go outside, and we start yelling for Coda. And by this time, it's darker, and uh, it, it's getting hard to find him. And we live on 40 acres, which is a, a lot of acres, and so there's a lot of ground to cover, and it's dark. Um, and so my, my dad and my, my brother, they, they go out, and they start looking um, they get on a four-wheeler and they're driving the land and they, can't, they still can't find him. 
and we're getting nervous. And so they actually take the four-wheeler and they go out on the road because we think maybe he actually went outside the fence. Maybe he got out and he's, right, and he's, and he's in the road. And so they start driving up and down the road. They can't find him. They're getting nervous. And it gets late and it gets dark. And so eventually they come back in and they, they say, we, don't, we can't find him. We can't find him tonight. So we say, darn. And we... <laughs> We left him to the coyotes. I'm just kidding. No, we kept looking because we love him. And uh, we did one more sweep through the house because we were thinking, oh, maybe we left, you know, a door open, something. And he got into a room he wasn't supposed to be in. So we keep looking. My mom goes downstairs. And no one lives downstairs anymore. It used to be my oldest sister, Madison's room. But no one lives down there. And so he never goes down there. Um, But she goes into Madison's room, which has a bathroom attached she realizes the bathroom door is closed, and she's like, well, he couldn't have gotten in there, but let's just check, because the door is closed. He doesn't have opposable thumbs. And she opens the door. Lo and behold, our puppy, Coda, the sweetest little thing, is stuck in there because he had walked into the room, sniffing, wasn't paying attention, turned the corner, closed the door on himself, and got stuck in the bathroom. Now, Little pup doesn't know if, what's, what's right from what's left, and he didn't know to bark because he was in trouble, but he was in this situation, and he could not get himself out. So, like Coda, we're dealing with a lost sheep. And what you do need to know about sheep, and what I found by extensive Google searching, is that they eat grass. And you know, to eat... <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny, but to do that, to eat grass, you would have to put your head down, look at the grass, and eat it, obviously. Now, what happens is that sheep, they start eating grass, they're looking down, they're just going from patch to patch looking for the next thing, and all of a sudden they look up, there's no more flock or shepherd, okay? Now, this is important because another thing I found out through Googling extensively is that sheep literally have zero defense mechanisms. None. Okay, like, like if a wolf came up to them because wolves and sheep talk and it said, dude, let's duel. And then the sheep was like, okay. And then what that would consist of is the wolf eating the sheep because... The the sheep literally cannot fight back. There's nothing it can do. So, we have a lost sheep. Defenseless. Okay? Doesn't know right from left. Okay? Cannot get himself out of the toilet room. As some would say. If they were talking about dogs also. And, um, we have the sheep. And they're lost. And they're defenseless. And a sheep that is away from every from its shepherd, is a dead sheep, okay? Because a sheep cannot take care of itself. A sheep cannot defend itself in a situation that is dangerous. So, in our story, this is where it turns from an earthly story to heavenly meaning. Because you are the sheep, the lost one. I'm the sheep. And I'm the lost one. And Jesus is the shepherd. In our story in Luke, we hear that the shepherd, when Jesus is talking to the people that are listening, we hear him say this. 
Doesn't the shepherd leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Now, here's where our story is different than the earthly story. Because Jesus, our shepherd, is not some hired hand shepherd. He's not some guy who's getting paid minimum wage to take care of these random sheep. He's actually a a man who came here to earth where he where he had to belittle himself, where he had to make himself nothing, where he had to give up his life in order to help defenseless people. You are the lost shepherd, and Jesus, or you are the lost sheep, and Jesus is the good shepherd. And he's not just a good shepherd, he's the best shepherd. He's the best shepherd because he, just like the shepherd he talked about in this story, he never gives up. And what his never giving up looks like, it looks like the cross. It looks like him giving up his own life, giving up his own security, making himself, putting himself in a dangerous and vulnerable position in order to save the sheep that wandered its way into un- unsafe territory and danger. And he ends this story by saying, I tell you that the same way that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Now, the crazy thing about this, the people who are listening, there's two groups of people listening. There are tax collectors and sinners as Luke calls them, and there are Pharisees and teachers of the law. Now, these are very different groups of people, very different, okay? And they The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they claim to know scripture. They claim to love God. They claim to um, be righteous. And the tax collectors and the sinners are viewed by those people, by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, as unworthy to be saved. Don't spend your time on them. They're lost. They're a lost cause. So what's shocking about this story is that both of those people are sitting and listening to Jesus. And Jesus says the same thing to both of them. I came to seek and save the lost. I came to leave the 99 who, who feel righteous, who think they can do it on their own, to save the one who knows they can't. So here's, here's what I have to offer you today. This earthly story about a shepherd and his sheep has everything to do with you and Jesus. It has everything to do with the way that you view the people around you, It has everything to do with the way that you live your life past today. And what I'm I'm offering to you is the idea that you, as the lost shepherd, can be saved because we are just as helpless, just as defenseless as the sheep who went astray. And those, the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who were standing there thinking, don't, it's not worth it, the sheep isn't worth it, or the person, the sinner is not worth it. They are lost too. And they have lost sight of the voice of the shepherd that says, no, I am here to save every lost person. And everyone is lost. Everyone needs a shepherd because those 99 sheep are just as helpless, just as defenseless as the one who went astray. And they need the shepherd as much as the one. So we have the opportunity to watch a story of a girl in this very youth ministry 
Um, she's a few years older than you guys, but she has had, um, she has looked up and she has realized that I am lost and as defenseless as I am, I know that I need saved. So we are going to watch her testimony and I would encourage you guys to read the questions that she is, be- she is being asked and ask those same questions of yourself. Ask yourself, how does your life look different because of Jesus? And what, what motivates you when Jesus steps into your life and says, no, I'm here to save you. The reason I'm here is because you need to be saved. And without me, you do not have hope. But I am your hope, and I am your shepherd, and I will fight for you, and I will seek you until you are found. So please listen to this story, but also think about your own story as you listen. Before Jesus, my life was very focused on trying to impress other people and wanting kind of just to prove myself and why I was, I don't know, just like a good person, I guess. And I wanted to be very likable. Living that life let me down because I was not very satisfied with who I was and who I was portraying to be to other people. And my attitude, especially towards my family, my parents and my brother, was not very great. And I was not very patient. And I would be very, like being so focused on trying to impress other people, I would kind of change my personality depending on who I was around. I grew up in the church, so I was always around um, going to church twice a week and just around God and Jesus, and just Him not being in the picture was never really an option. I remember freshman year at CIY Move was a really big impact on me, and that was probably like my first deciding point that I really wanted to pursue a real relationship with Christ. Now, with Jesus as Lord, my life is a lot better. It focuses less on putting the attention on me and wanting people to be impressed by me to instead putting the focus on God and why people should be impressed by Him. My attitude changed a lot after I had a real relationship with God. I was a lot kinder to my family and I had a lot more patience and Overall, I was just, I think, a better person. Now what motivates me is I really want as many people to come to Christ as possible. And everyone in my life, I want them to know God. And something that I pray quite often is, Lord, whenever people see me, let them see you. And so I think that really helps in me spreading the good news. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.